Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 5th of January. India recorded more than 50,000 new cases of COVID-19 and over 500 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally has crossed the 3 crore 50 lakh mark, while the nationwide death toll stands at over 4 lakh 82,000. The tally of Omicron cases has risen to 2,135. Most infections of the new variant have been reported from Maharashtra, followed by Delhi and Kerala. The central government confirmed today that India reported its first death linked to the Omicron variant in Rajasthan. The 73-year-old man, Lakshmi Narayan Nagar, had tested positive for COVID-19 on December 15 and was hospitalised ever since. He tested COVID-19 negative on December 21, but his genome sequencing samples that returned on December 25th showed that he had strains of the Omicron variant. He died six days later on December 31. The central government said today that this death is quote-unquote technically an Omicron death, while the Rajasthan administration confirmed the same. With the rise in COVID-19 cases, multiple states have ramped up restrictions to contain the spread. With Maharashtra reporting over 18,000 new COVID cases, the Mumbai civic body Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation made it mandatory for international passengers arriving in the city to get tested for COVID-19. The symptomatic travellers will be admitted to the city's Seven Hills Hospital, while asymptomatic ones will be admitted to the civic-run Jumbo Covid centres in the city. The Uttar Pradesh government, meanwhile, revised its night curfew timings to extend them from 11pm to 5am to now 10pm to 6am. In both Bihar and Karnataka, a night curfew was reimposed. Karnataka also imposed a weekend curfew. Schools in both states have been shut for most students. Delhi Health Minister Satyendra Jain said that Delhi is likely to report about 10,000 new COVID cases today and the positivity rate may go up to nearly 10%. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 295 million people so far, claiming the lives of more than 5.4 million. The World Health Organization warned Tuesday that the spread of the Omicron variant could lead to the emergence of a new, more dangerous variant of the infection. Daily COVID numbers have been rising across the globe. The US became the first country to cross the 1 million cases in a day mark on Monday. The US Centers for Disease Control said Tuesday that 95% of the COVID cases recorded in the country last week were of the Omicron variant. The United Kingdom, meanwhile, for the first time, registered more than 2 lakh cases in a day on Tuesday. Australia's daily cases hit a record high for the third consecutive day on Wednesday with nearly 65,000 new cases. Before I move on, listeners, I'd like to tell you about two recent reports by my colleagues Ayush and Basant on Newslaundry.com. They are extensive ground reports on the environmental violations in the protected forest region in Haryana's Aravali mountain range, the oldest range of fold mountains in India and an ecological treasure trove. Their reports revealed how members of the BJP and Congress encroached upon the land protected by law by owning huge properties on it. They also detailed how, upon the orders of the Supreme Court, some residential properties and marriage halls owned by the political party members were demolished, but huge cow shelters remain untouched. The first report on Newslaundry.com is titled, In Haryana's Aravalis, BJP and Congress Netas Bulldoze the Law. The second one is headlined, The Indestructible Cow Shelters in the Aravalis. In August last year, a section of the mainstream media reported on the demolitions in the Aravalis but didn't mention that among the structures removed were those owned by politicians. But here at News Laundry, 
we do not shy away from reporting on the violative practices of current and former members of the country's administration because we are not funded by the government or private corporations and don't take any advertisements from them. Funding and advertising from the people in power can often compel media houses to not report what is inconvenient to them, which means real news cannot reach you. So, if you want news to be unfiltered, factual and accurate, support us so that we keep bringing you such stories. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. I'd also like to mention that these stories are a part of the News Laundry Sena project, in which readers can contribute to the stories they want to hear. Three other reports that are part of the Aravali series are also coming soon. The Mumbai police said today that the cyber cell of the city's police has arrested one more person in connection with the Bully Bai app case, in which nearly 100 well-known Muslim women were listed for an online auction. The Mumbai police arrested a 21-year-old man, Mayank Rawal, from the northern state of Uttarakhand. So far, a 19-year-old woman from Uttarakhand, Shweta Singh, reported to be the main culprit and a 21-year-old engineering student from Bengaluru, Vishal Kumar Jha, have been arrested in the case. The woman, Shweta Singh, was allegedly managing three accounts related to the application called Bullibai. The application, hosted by the web platform GitHub, had photographs of the Muslim women taken from their social media accounts without permission, displaying the women for sale. Vishal Jha from Bengaluru, meanwhile, opened fake accounts on the application with the account usernames resembling Sikh names such as Khalsa Supremacist. The Mumbai police had registered an FIR against unidentified persons after receiving complaints that doctored photographs of more than 100 Muslim women were uploaded for auction on the app. The FIR invoked sections of the IPC relating to promoting enmity between groups based on religion, assertions that damage national integrity, punishment for sexual harassment, and insult to modesty of a woman. This, however, was not the first attempt to harass Muslim women online by listing them for so-called auctions. In July of 2021, an application called Sully Deals had hundreds of images of Muslim women referring to them as deals of the day. The words bully and sully are derogatory words used to refer to women from the Muslim community. Three suspected Jaish-e Mohammed militants were killed by members of the armed forces in Jammu and Kashmir's Pulwama district, the Union Territory's police said today. Those killed included a Pakistani national. The Week reported that the gunfight took place after the police and army's Rashtra rifles conducted a search operation based on intel about suspected militants in the Chandgam village. Jammu and Kashmir Inspector General of Police Vijay Kumar said that arms were recovered from the suspected militants, including two M4 carbine and one AK series rifles. In January alone, the Jammu and Kashmir police have killed at least three suspected militants in separate encounters in Kulgam and Srinagar districts. Two people were arrested on Sunday over allegations of having connections to terror outfit Lashkar-e-Taiba. On the same day in the Anantnag district, the army had killed a suspected militant, who they claimed was a member of the Hezbul Mujahideen. NDTV reported that the Congress has decided to postpone all of its upcoming election rallies in Uttar Pradesh for the next 15 days. Party spokesperson Pawan Khera said, and I quote, On the basis of reports from party in charges, the decision to postpone it for additional poll-bound states will be made, unquote. Congress General Secretary K.C. Venugopal further stated that the party in charges in poll-bound states will make a decision based on the COVID-19 situation. Elections are scheduled to take place in Uttar Pradesh, Punjab, Uttarakhand, Goa and Manipur between February to March. After recent rallies in the state, 
Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Aditya Nath has cancelled a government function in Gautam Buddhnagar, scheduled for tomorrow as the district reported a rise in COVID cases. Political parties have come under fire for holding huge public rallies for elections during the pandemic. In December 2021, the Allahabad High Court had urged Prime Minister Narendra Modi and the Election Commission to postpone the upcoming assembly elections and put a ban on political rallies keeping in mind the concerns about the Omicron variant. In Jharkhand, a man was allegedly lynched to death and subsequently burnt by a mob in the Besrajara village of the Simdega district yesterday on the suspicion that he cut trees to steal wood. The Indian Express reported that more than 500 people were involved in the alleged lynching, but according to NDTV, 100 to 150 people killed the man. According to the Indian Express, the man, identified as Sanju Pradhan, was dragged out of his house by a mob that claimed that he was cutting trees illegally in a sacred area. The Kolebira police station in charge, Rameshwar Bhagat, told the newspaper that villagers of the Besrajara village had told the district's forest department in July last year that they did not want the trees to be cut as they were planted in a place important to the residents. The station in charge added, and I quote, A Gram Sabha was held and it was decided that Pradhan won't cut the trees in the area as it was an important place for them, unquote. Pradhan, however, allegedly cut the trees, which angered the villagers. The incident comes two weeks after the Jharkhand Assembly passed a bill to prevent mob attacks in the state. The bill is called the Prevention of Mob Violence and Mob Lynching Bill 2021. The proposed law empowers the district magistrate and the police to take measures to stop incidents of lynching in the areas. No persons have been arrested in the incident yet. Simdega Superintendent of Police, Shams Tabrez, told NDTV, that Pradhan's body had been sent for post-mortem and an FIR was being registered with relevant sections. He added that identification of the accused was still going on. In Kazakhstan, the President Qasim Jomart Tokayev accepted the national government's resignation today after a fuel price increase in the oil-producing country triggered violent protests in the city of Almaty and the province of Mangistau. Tokayev also declared a two-week state of emergency in the areas. The protest started after the government lifted price controls on liquefied petroleum gas in the beginning of the new year. Many Kazakhs use LPG-run vehicles because of the gas's low price. Last night, the police used tear gas and stun grenades to drive hundreds of protesters out of the main square in the city of Almaty, the biggest city in Kazakhstan. Clashes resumed today after the cabinet's resignation as protesters stormed public buildings in Almaty while security forces struggled to impose control again using tear gas shells and flashbang grenades. Reuters reported that its correspondents saw thousands of protesters moving towards Almaty, some on a large truck, after security forces failed to disperse them. According to DW, more than 200 people had been detained and 95 police officers injured since the start of the protests. In response to the growing protest, the president, Tokayev, also said that the price controls on fuel will be reintroduced as a temporary price regulation for a period of 180 days. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.